Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now, and you can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in San Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Hi, this is part two of the Judy Bloom special. You may have already listened to my interviews, short but sweet, with Judy Bloom and Rachel McAdams and Abby Ryder Fortson, the stars of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Judy, of course, wrote the book, and Kelly Freeman Craig adapted it. Now we have another movie coming out also about Judy Bloom. This is a documentary, which is amazing, called Judy Bloom Forever. So for this one, I got to interview Judy Bloom again, which is wonderful. And the 
creators of this documentary, Leah Wolchok and Davina Pardo. They are the producers and creators of the documentary, and you will hear their whole story when we all talk. Please enjoy this episode. Listen to the other one as well. Go see Judy Bloom forever. It is so good. You will learn so much. I also wrote an essay about it for Zibby Mag. So if you go to zibbymag.com, you can find it or search Judy Bloom and read why I love this documentary so, so, so much. Enjoy. Hi again, Sydney. Hello again. Hi. <laughs> Hello. We didn't get much time with you the other day either. I know. This is so crazy. I've wanted to interview you my whole life. And now in like two days, we get a total of 10 minutes. So thank you so much for the time. And I can't <laughs> wait to talk to you ladies about the film and everything. Congratulations on the documentary, the movie. I had my girls watch with me. We're all obsessed. Everything is amazing. So um, I could not be more of a fan as you hear all the time. And your sister bookseller. And a sister bookseller. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you like running your bookstore? In this documentary, you said you were ready to just get away from the typewriter for a minute and just like get out there and like be out in the world. Yeah. I love that moment. And so you're in the store interacting. Tell me what it's like for you. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I liked it better when, when it wasn't a tourist stop, you know, I liked it better when they didn't know that I was going to be there. I liked just being there. Now it's a little bit harder. <laughs> and I'm not sure what I'm going to find when I get back. Mm-hmm. But I love I love the the work. I mean, I love I love arranging books, and I just I, I like the creative side of it. I like helping people find the right books. I like it. Well, if you get too high profile in Key West, you can just hide out in my bookstore in Santa Monica. So, you know. (laughs) I was hoping to get there this trip, but I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, oh, well, next time. Next time. I also loved in the film how you talked about your third marriage and falling in love again at a certain age and finding your partner who I see, I think, behind you. Wait, I don't know who she sees. I you, see him. I see him. Hi. Yes, 40, 43 years. Yes. And I just was wondering if you could talk about that, what you said in, in the film about thinking that maybe just love wouldn't be in the cards for you because I think people can relate to that. And yet, next thing you know, life changes. Right, right. As my, my kids say, oh, you took so many risks doing that. How did you do that? And that, you know, it was a different time. It was the late 70s and it was trying things out and it just worked from the beginning, but we didn't know that it would. And so we both took a chance, you know, but we were willing to take that chance. And that's very emblematic of life itself, right? If we don't take these risks, who knows? Who knows what might happen? How do you feel now with sort of your life on display in every which way, the documentary and the movie, and now the resurgence to come of all of the books and all of it? Like, how are you feeling just going about your day-to-day life and making coffee or whatever? I don't, I, I mean, you can't really think about it because you know, it's not something that you can focus on except to count how many more days before I get home. <laughs> Go back to real life. I think George is really counting the days until <laughs> we get back. This has been, you know, it's been it's been hard and exhausting, but also very rewarding and very uplifting. That's amazing. Well. 
I am sure I must have written to you because I wrote to authors all the time. And I was thinking when I watched your documentary, I bet that my letters and so many other girls who grew up to be authors are mixed in and at the Yale University archive. I, I just, it must be so interesting to, to dig through and see whose letters are in there. I think so. I, I mean, right now I have a biographer. And oh, wow. so he is spending all of his time at the Beinecke Library at Yale with the boxes and the boxes. And he sometimes, you know, he'll send me an email and say, I'd like to contact this person who wrote to you and somebody who maybe is famous now. And I'm like, really? <laughs> person wrote to me as a child. Wow. So, I mean, it's it's exciting, just like Leah and Davina, you know, were able to find so much. I don't know if I told you this the other day. I don't keep things. I'm terrible. I throw everything out. And the fact that I kept all the letters always, I never let a letter go, must say something. Yeah. So I'm so, so grateful that I was wise enough to keep those letters. Yes. Good call. Very good call. Because <laughs> the family movies disappeared, so they they couldn't use the family movies. Endless movies of me trying to do cartwheels nine oh on the gosh. beach. Yes, but they disappeared somewhere. Of the whole documentary, the part that I couldn't stop thinking about is that you were right there when your father passed away and he was saying, what terrible timing. Because what when is ever a good time for any of us to die? But just That's never, but it's because my wedding was coming. Yeah, he said, but terrible timing. How did it feel for you to to watch that and to have to go back into it, but then also watch yourself talking about it? It's very hard. It, it was hard, but it was cathartic in some ways. It's an experience that I had, and I think it colors your whole life. You you never get over it in some way. You know, it's always there with you, but you move on. And my father would, he would love all this. He would just love it. He, you know, he would have loved having grandchildren. He would have been a great grandparent. And he was so young. He was 54 years old. You know, all of our three children, George and mine, they're all beyond that age now. And when I think how young he was, it's just, it's very sad. But I had him, I had him until I was 21, and he's there with me always. Oh, thank you for sharing about that. Thank you. And thank you for everything, particularly these two new movies, all of your work. I just, I relate so much and it's all just so amazing. I just can't thank you enough. I'm just so honored to be talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to get to know each other in person. Oh, good. Okay. I'm in. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> thank you. We're going to see you later. Bye, Judy. Bye. Now we're just going to leave. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. Hi. Sorry for gushing. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed by what it. If I hadn't known you had compiled everyone's collective gushing for the movie, maybe I would have felt even worse. But uh, anyway, <laughs> well, congratulations. The documentary is so amazing. And I felt like I got to learn all about her in a new way. I thought I knew Judy Bloom and who she was until I watched your movie and learned so much more. And I read that you had been trying to get this to happen for a long time and that finally in February 2020, she said yes. Like, tell me what that call was like. When did you find out? I remember I was about to go to yoga class and I got the email. And I think the first line was, my answer is yes, in all caps. And I had to rush out because I knew I had to, I just had, I had to go to this class. And I remember getting there and seeing my teacher who I knew pretty well and telling her and bursting into tears. It had been, you know, it had been a couple, like it, it had been a years long <laughs> effort conversation. And I just felt so deeply that this film should be made, that it would mean so much to people. So yeah, it, it was definitely an emotional moment when she was finally ready. Wow. And I read that you went back and reread all 28 books. Is that true? Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple, Multiple times. times. I know the first time is really... Just this emotional, visceral experience. I don't know if you've gone back to any of them recently, but when you pick them up for the first time, especially the ones that you read and reread a million times, it's hard to be objective and think about their place in the film. So I was just trying mm -hmm. to bring them to have that experience the first time. And then there was a lot of going back to the books and thinking about, you know, how does this connect to Judy's personal story? How is it going to fit into the arc of the film? Which of these books are we going to include? Because there are so many and we had to leave some out. So that was a conversation we were having as we were, Leah was reading them for the first time and I was rereading them. You didn't read them as a kid, Leah? Oh my God, your tone of your voice just changed so much. You're like, you didn't read them as a kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> what planet were you living on? I know. I'm like, I was I'm... like, let me just make sure I understood that I properly. <laughs> I know it's, it's hard to be around all you, all you fangirl gushers all the time and, and be honest about where I grew up and what it was like in the eighties in Jacksonville, Florida, and her books were banned and seen as taboo. And oh my gosh. 
Puberty was not something anyone talked about. Girls' bodies were something to be ashamed of and women's bodily autonomy was something to be feared. And I drank that Southern Kool-Aid and I did not read her books because I didn't want to break the rules. And I sort of put Judy Bloom out of my mind. I always knew that, oh, she wrote those books you're not supposed to read as a kid. Although I will tell you, we read V.C. Andrews. We read Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> that was somehow okay. I don't know how those books were accepted. Like we passed those around under our desks in fifth grade, but not Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, which could have helped me so tremendously as a shy, insecure, flat-chested 11-year-old. It would have been amazing to meet Margaret on the pages of that book and sort of think about myself and my relationship to my body and my friends and my family and my religion. Anyway, so I was reading them for the first time as an adult, and I was introducing them to my two kids at the same time. So I was sort of experiencing through their eyes what it's like as a kid to read her work for the first time and then experiencing as an adult just how magical the worlds she created. I mean, the realism is so magical. It was an intense spring and summer of 2020, obviously, for everyone around the world. But we were so lucky that we were able to sort of dive back into our childhoods and escape, <laughs> escape in some ways the pandemic by rereading her, her work and for me for reading her work. And I think the film is better for having Leah and Leah's perspective. I mean, it's actually like Leah's brilliance and sense of humor and all the other things she brought to this film. I think having the perspective of a person who doesn't have that nostalgic attachment, you know, mm-hmm. the film can't just be right. that connection. You know, we really wanted it to be broader than that. And I think we have we have really helped on that front. How did you decide who else to bring in as experts like Cecily von Zagazar and Lena Denham and all of the people who talked about the books and Judy herself? Well, we always knew from the beginning when we were pitching the film that it would be an absolute dream to have some of the authors that we were able to interview, authors like Jason Reynolds and Alex Gino, Jacqueline Woodson, Mary Choi. Some of them, their work was being challenged even then, even before this crazy resurgence of book banning that's taken over the country in the past year. Alex Gino and Jason Reynolds' books have been on the top of the banned books list, you know, for the past several years. So we knew we wanted to talk to them and hear their perspective as writers who are writing for young people today and whose books are being challenged. And we also wanted to talk to creators of pop culture who sort of revolutionize the way girls and women are seen on TV and on the big screen. So we knew we wanted to talk to Lena Dunham, Molly Ringwald, Anna Conkle. When we started watching Pen15, we thought, oh my God, it would be amazing to talk to these two women who have gone back into their awkwardness of seventh grade and captured it so perfectly and so irreverently on screen. I mean, that masturbation episode is like that. Those those women had to be Judy Bloom fans, right? (laughs) We were so delighted and honored to be able to talk to so many of them that have been sort of in our dream scenario of interviewees. Wow. And in a way, they're all Judy Bloom. I mean, we we thought of them all as readers. We wanted to treat them all the same way, whether they are, you know, whether you're a librarian or a celebrity or an author, you're being interviewed in the same setting against this wallpaper. They're also all experts in a way. I mean, they're all experts in their experience of Judy Bloom. They all had this sort of intimate experience of reading a Judy Bloom book when they were young. So there's there are no sort of expert interviews in the classical sense. Right. Everyone is an expert and everyone is a, is a reader. Wow. 
including the middle schoolers. Yes. We, we've interviewed this group of sixth graders at a middle school in Long Island whose teacher had introduced them to Judy Bloom. And some of them, their parents had, but mostly they were being introduced and learning about Judy Bloom for the first time. That was really part of the film we knew was going to sort of take us just out of the realm of nostalgia and bring us into contemporary day. Amazing. So what you had in your head beforehand versus like the product and the experience of reality of what happened, was it aligned? Like, is this what you expected when you did it? Or were there many things that were better or worse or not worse, but unexpected? Or did it kind of go down the path you expected it to go? I think part of what's unexpected is is how politically resonant it is at this very moment. Mm -hmm. And we knew that books were still being banned. We knew that bodily autonomy, I mean, Trump was president when we started. We knew that bodily autonomy was in question, but we had no idea that Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned during our edit and that book banning would surge in the way that it has. You know, it's at the highest it's been in over 20 years. So that's been really shocking, upsetting, infuriating, Um, but we hope that the film can sort of become a part of that conversation and a reminder to people of how important books are for kids, that we shouldn't be afraid of books, that these books can only help your child. Your child is going to find this information on the internet anyways. You know, a book will just open their mind and make them have more empathy, make them feel more comfortable in the world. It really blows my mind that this is happening. I mean, I, it's like you read about yeah. it, but it's like, oh, that couldn't really be happening. Is that really happening? But it is. It's crazy. Right. Right. Denial. But anyway. And what was it like collaborating on this project? It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to throw this to you because I, I feel like I've just been talking. No, it's good. We were in different places for a lot of it. I'm in Brooklyn and Leah's in New Jersey. So we had a very intense phone relationship where often we would be sort of working, but doing a lot of thinking and <laughs> listening to each other breathe on the other line, but really spending a lot of time together in that way, sort of trying to find this shared vision for the film, especially early on, talking through you know all the choices that, that we had to make. It, it's been really wonderful. I, I know I, I have such deep respect for Divina as a filmmaker and such deep love for her as a friend. So it was Aww. really wonderful to collaborate on this project, which is such an, I mean, this film has brought up so much like intimate conversations mm-hmm. between us, but with everyone that we've worked with, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just the two of us, obviously this huge, wonderful team of people, our producer, Marcella Garcia Steingard and our co-producer, Emily Schumann, who were, you know, behind the scenes doing so much work throughout the entire pre-production and post-production process. But anytime we were on set, we would have a crew and we would have these conversations over lunch that you would never have if you weren't working on a film about Judy Bloom. <laughs> and the interviews, you know, we were talking, everyone who menstruates shared their first period stories with us. Like how often are you, ta- you know, going back in time to when you were a teenager or in elementary school and remembering what it was like that first day you discovered blood on your underwear. So it was so nice. It was wonderful to collaborate with Davina and then to have this collaboration mm-hmm. with our huge team. I mean, we had two great editors and a consulting editor who really sort of transformed the way we thought about the film. It felt like this intimate family, which I think always happens when you're working on a film, but Judy Bloom just brings out, you know, mm-hmm. emotional honesty in everyone that she meets and everyone that talks about her. So that was kind of exhilarating. So special. We've definitely seen middle school photos of almost everyone on the crew. Like at some uh, point after that, you know, a story came out, some embarrassing story, and then people were pulling up photos. I mean, it just, yeah, Judy just inspires that in people. They should do 
I'm sure they have lots of social media campaigns planned around all the stuff, all the Judy Bloom stuff, but there should be a thing where everybody has to post like the age they were when they read the book and a picture of that or some middle school picture. There should be like a whole, I don't know. My mom says she still remembers when I was reading the Judy Bloom books and I don't know. It's really sweet. And I thought the film was just so well done. I mean, my husband and I watched together. He's a producer also. Anyway, we were watching it and like just everything. He's like, this is so good. And he he obviously didn't read Judy Blim and I was like, but I'm obsessed. So anyway, I thought it was really well done. I think people are going to learn so much more about her and all the advocacy, activism almost with the book banning and her life, her dad, all of it. It's just so poignant. All those Mm -hmm. letters all the time Mm -hmm. in the stacks. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you two did an amazing job. I loved it. Thank Thank you so much. And your bookstore is in LA? Yes. I live in New York City, but yeah, I I opened a bookstore in Santa Monica just to make my life easy, but they really needed one there. And we spend a lot of time there. My brother's there and my husband works out there. So yeah, I opened it uh, in February and it's been so amazing. Oh, what's it called? It's called Zivi's Bookshop. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, we curate everything by emotion or by topic, not by genre or anything. So we do it all differently. So when you walk in, you can kind of discover who you are on the shelves and what you want. Oh, so cool. Pop in if you're in. I wish oh, we had more time this time. I know. Yeah. Oh, are you out there now? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. For, for two days. Oh, well, I should have offered to host something. I mean, I think I did offer to host something, but anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll put, um, I also wrote this essay about the film. If it helps, I just put it in the chat. It's on Zibby Mag and we ran it. Last oh, week, but it's just my rave, my rave review of the film and everything. So, thank you. It's great to talk to you. It was great to talk to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also, sign up for my newsletter at zibbyowens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.